You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Uh, we're preaching about the Holy Spirit. And last week we talked about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Um, I think the week before we talked about speaking in tongues. Essentially, this whole discussion has been about how God, Jesus promises in John chapter 14, will not leave us as orphans. When I pondered over that scripture this week, I realized that Jesus wasn't their father. He wasn't their mother. But there is something about being left by yourself. There is something about being left without help. And so Jesus says, God will not leave you as orphans. I would not leave you without help. Because I'm sure some of them still had father, still had mother. But yet we're without help. And help me tell the person next to you, God will not leave you without help. God will not, I don't know who, who it is in this service that feels helpless. But God will not leave you without help. And that is why he has sent to us the Holy Spirit. Um, we've spoken, you know, Wednesday and, and Sunday, we've taught about the Holy Spirit. And today, I kind of want to put that together. Um, one of the things that we want to give us an opportunity for um, is for us to have time to spend waiting on God. To have time to spend, and I'll explain that as the message goes on. Um, in, in Acts chapter 2, I think let's start from there. In Acts chapter 2, um, the, the Bible says that once, you know, Acts chapter 1, Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, if you read from verse 12 to 15, the Bible says, And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? What could this mean? The more modern translation says. It says, Others mocking said, they are, These men are full of new wine. Essentially, that they are drunk. Um, but Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judah, and all that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you. And hearken to my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose. Seeing it is but the third hour of the day. He says to them, look, it is too early for them to be drunk. Now, I know some of you have been drunk at 3 a.m. in the morning. Before. But that's not what we're discussing today. He, he said, help, ask the person next to you, have you been drunk before? Have you been, uh, have you been drunk before? Sorry? Nothing but your what? <laughs> okay, Nat, Nat has not been drunk before, okay? Um, I remember, I think I was 10 or 11 I can't remember, but maybe early teenage years. And my, my father used to have like a small whiskey cabinet. Um, and I think just trying to understand what this liquid was. I remember going to pour myself 
a healthy shot of whatever it was. Let's just say that that hour or the next is, you know, just morphs into this discussion I'm having with my mother. <laughs> because I was really scared. And I was trying to explain to her how I just took only small. <laughs> um, but some of us have been drunk before. I mean, even looking at you now, I'm not too sure if it's behind your makeup and your wig. Help me ask the person next to you, have you been drunk before? Have you been drunk before? I don't mean to be insultive or rude, but the pastor is asking me, have you been drunk before? Some of you, your eyes are still red. Timoni, your eyes are like bloodshot red. But you've been crying for nations, I know. That's why. All right. <laughs> but what happens when the Holy Spirit shows up on the day of Pentecost is that these guys behave like they are drunk. These guys lose control. When God promises us the Holy Spirit, he doesn't promise us the Holy Spirit um, in a... Uh, this is, this is, he doesn't promise us the Holy Spirit in a, in a measure. It's not meant to be cosmetic. It's not meant to be just a little. He promises us the Holy Spirit in measures that are supposed to not just fill us up, to overflow, but also to get us to the point where in Acts chapter 2, we behave as if we're drunk. God promises unlimited refills of the Spirit. He actually desires to take you, the person sitting next to you, the person sitting in front of you, to a place where we have so much of the Holy Spirit that our behaviors change, that our utterance change. Let's read out of Ephesians chapter 5 and from verse 15 to 19. There, Apostle Paul says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. So he begins to explain what wise people do. He says, They redeem the time because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And says, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms, and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. It's interesting how Paul gives the feeling of the Spirit as an alternative for being filled with wine. He says to them, look guys, instead of being filled with wine... Instead of being drunk, right? Would you consider being filled with the Holy Spirit? I used to know a gentleman growing up. I think he was a cousin of ours. But you know that as people's behaviors get worse, you 
try and distance their relationship from you. So I think he was a distant cousin of my father. Uh, who every time we met him was drunk. I'm serious. If you watch one of my favorite TV series, um, Flatmates, one of the characters in Flatmates, Prosper, now you guys are Jewish people, you only watch like um, more non-Nigerian ones. I watch, I, I support local content. <laughs> Prosper is typically drunk at strange times of the day. And it shows in his behavior and his utterance. When alcohol becomes a master, not even just a tenant, it becomes, it's not a guest anymore, it's the landlord. <laughs> it's very usual. I mean, I, I used to hear the term, I'm not quite sure what we say nowadays. And people would say on Friday nights that we're going to get wasted. What, what do we say nowadays? Timoni, since you are here. <laughs> Sorry? What do we say when, we're, when people are, when we are going out and we want to go and drink and we like, want to just drink and, like, and pass out? I think, I think, sorry, I think the leaders are the wrong people to ask this question. What do people say when they're going out? Like, sorry? 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 Snack. High. They're going to get high. I thought high is like for weed and stuff. Or for even drink, is they're going to get high. <laughs> All the leaders are denying me, but I know. But there's something about alcohol and wine. Now, I must tell you this. Apart from that early encounter with wine, whiskey or whatever it was at my, my father's cabinet, I don't think I've drank a lot in this lifetime. I don't drink a lot of alcohol. And that is really because I'm a control person. I like to be in charge. And I cannot imagine a scenario where I'm saying things that have not been approved by my board. One of, I think that's one of the reasons why I, I never really drank. Tell me, ask the person, do you drink? Do you, do you drink? Ask the person next to you, are you a drinker? Are you a, are you a drinker? That's, are you a drinker? We're in church, don't lie. Can't lie. <laughs> because alcohol is... No, because one day we should just talk about alcohol. Do you, sweetheart, why are you now checking something on your iPad? They're asking you, do you drink? I want to know, girl. <laughs> Do you, sometimes the way you behave to me. <laughs> so Proverbs chapter 31, verses 4 to 7, the writer of the book of Proverbs is saying, It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of God. Of any of the afflicted. Give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish, and wine unto those that be of a heavy heart. And let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. Because, <laughs> so here he's saying people who are going to make strong decisions should not drink alcohol. People who are in charge of People's lives should not drink al should not drink alcohol. In fact, when you read Proverbs twenty, chapter one, verses 20, chapter twenty, verse one, 
It says, wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. And whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. And this message is not about alcohol yet. But Paul says to us that there is, some, because there is something about alcohol, there is something about wine that can change a man's life in that instance. Um, now, those of us who drink know that sometimes it's not the first glass that gets you. In fact, when you start to drink, and I know this from observation, you take one bottle and it knocks you out. Roland, right? One bottle. But after a while, you take two bottles and you're still standing. Three, and you're still standing. Four, and you're, some of you got to the place before Jesus got to you, you would take one carton. And you were still standing. Tell the person next to you, thank, thank God for Jesus. Thank God. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. But Paul says that there is something called being filled with the Holy Spirit that is almost like drinking alcohol. And I tell you what the message on my heart today is, church. Is that we need to come to the place where we drink of the Holy Spirit until we are drunk. And this is, this is kind of the picture that's been on my heart. Is that our approach to the Holy Spirit has been such that we have been careful not to drink too much lest we get drunk. So for some of us, when we come to church on Sunday, we can see it in your eyes after the service that you are a little tipsy in the Spirit. But you kind of stop short of getting drunk. Help me tell the person next to you. Tell them God wants you drunk. God wants you drunk. God wants. If you're first time at life, when this is kind of how the pastor gets, but God wants you drunk. If it's, if you brought your parents to church, fantastic. Just tap your mom or your father for whatever reason they're in church today. Just tell them God wants you drunk. God wants you drunk. <laughs> Acts chapter two, the Holy Spirit comes upon the apostles, and they all start to do things and say things that people say, look, there's something going on here. There's something going on in Chalmers' life, and it is not normal. There is something going on in Chris's life, and it is not normal. There is the way that Demilade is talking, and we know that this is not how he normally speaks. May I talk to this person in church today who is drowning their pain in alcohol? Because I hear you. I hear you. It's, it's not a, I know that you are here. You probably even have one or two bottles in a cabinet by your bedside. You don't even like the way beer tastes. But you take one bottle after another, not just even to appear cool before your friends, but because there is a pain and an ache within your heart. The Bible says that wine is a mocker. It means that it gets to a place where it 
dullens the pain, but then it takes hold of you. And then you wake up in the morning and you're trying to understand, where am I? Why is my ATM card out? What are all these alerts on my phone? Why did I transfer one million to Ogochuku last night? <laughs> but you've been there, you know it. Sometimes you wake up and you're wondering, who is this person beside me in the name? Who is this human being? Sometimes you wake up, and, and I know there is someone in the service today and who, why God is having this conversation. You wake up in a strange place. You wake up and you cannot find your car. You wake up and they are cleaning the club already. <laughs> you wake up and you can't, you don't understand why it is Thursday. Because the last time you remember with your friends, it was Monday morning. Let me tell the person, tell them God has got you. God has got you. God has got you. So the question on my heart is, how do I get to the place where I am perpetually drunk in the spirit? Because church, that is where God wants us to go. He wants us to trust him enough. And I'll mention this in a while. He wants us to trust him enough to let him get us drunk. It's been in my heart all whole week. How that for a number of us, we seem to get to the place where we can feel God taking over. And then we say, hey, it's enough. It's enough. Let's, let's not push it. It's enough. So my couple of thoughts, and, and I'll try and put this together and we can pray. One is to go to places where the wine of the Spirit is in supply. To go to places where the wine of the Spirit is in supply. When you want to drink, although nowadays you can order the drinks home, sometimes you have to go to where drinks are sold. Sometimes you have to go to where people are drinking. You know that there is a party for some of us, and, and, and it's okay, you know, for you to just keep a straight face and all, it's fine. But you know that there is a pass on parties you go to if you're a drinking person, and then you drink competitively. Professional drinker. Yeah? You know that some parties you go to, and you're like, yes, ah, we're going to drink today. Because you know your friend, Sunday, he doesn't fail. So would we go to meetings where people are drinking of the wine of the Spirit? Would you find friends who would call you up once in a while and who would say, should we spend time praying together? Would you find people, by the help of God, who would say, should we go to a conference together? I hear that there is a place a conference coming up. I hear there is a meeting coming up. Because you know you have the friends who call you on Friday and say, Nat, where is it happening tonight? And then they say, and then they, you, you, everybody, well, not, I don't know everybody, that's not true because I don't have those kind of friends anymore. I'm now slightly older. All the days of my youth. 
But most people have that one friend who calls them, who knows where every party in town is happening. He's saying, so from 8 to 10, we'll be at Kunle's party. By 11, we'll go to Quillock's. But we have to leave there by 1. Now, I'm run out of options already, so you have to help me. By 1 to go to... Where? These leaders are... You guys don't even know what's happening. So I'm going to... So tell me... Nifemi, tell me somewhere. <laughs> but they know where there will be drink. In fact, not only do they know where there will be drink, when they get there, the waiters recognize them from the last party. A social drinker, a social drinker, is one who just, who doesn't really like alcohol. But because they know that the discussion will be too difficult to have, or they just say, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with the bottle. So, so when they go to a party, they will take a small glass, not too much, right? And they will drink it very carefully. Or they will take a bottle, and, and that's a social drinker. And they will drink it gently over the course of the evening. I remember when I was in business school and we would go out in the evenings. And I was already a pastor at that time. So I really couldn't even see myself drinking. And I tried. Sometimes it was winter, very cold. But I withstood the temptation. And I remember I would buy a bottle of Coke. I, I would order Coke. Or some, and they would look at me weird and... But I remember I would have to drink it on for a long time while people went through glass after glass after glass. I remember preparing for this and how it occurred to me that some of us, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, are social drinkers. So we would drink of the Holy Spirit when it is popular. So like when you come to church now, and then they would say, Let's pray in the tongues. So while well, the person next to you is praying in tongues, so you pray in tongues a bit. And then when we've prayed for like five minutes, you're like, ah, this is getting long now. Eh? It's, not, well, it's not a revival meeting. It's on this service, P.I. And we stop and then we worship and then I start again and you're like, ah, this is getting long. But do you drink of the Spirit on a Monday morning? Do you take time to drink of the Spirit on Tuesday evening? Would you go to places where the wine of the Spirit is being distributed? I remember much younger that I had quite a number of friends who would tell me of meetings. So they would say to me, oh, this was in Benin. They would say to me, oh my goodness, um, uh, the, the archbishop used to, it was alive then, the archbishop Benson in the house, and he would have these meetings. And they would say to me, oh, look, Maurice Sorolo is coming to town. And the host Maurice Sorolo, and they would explain to me, because there was no internet at the time. Or they would say, oh, Mike Mudok is coming to town. Or they would say, Miles Monroe is coming to town. Or the general overseer of the redeemed Christian church is coming to town. There's going to be so and so meeting. And I bring it home to you. You know the way in December, you all knew what was happening every weekend? So you know your friend was calling you. Uh, um, who, who are the concerts? I'm trying to remember. Sweetheart. Bonner Boy. It's on Saturday. Sunday. Olamide. 
Sunday when you should be in church. Monday, they could lay gold. You know, and you kind of know that itinerary. And I, there's nothing wrong with it. But do you have an itinerary for getting drunk in the spirit? Do you know where wine is being sold in us? And if you can't find some of these places, would you create your own bars? Isaiah chapter 55 verses 1 to 2 says, Everyone that tested, come ye to the waters. And he that had no money, come ye buy and eat. Ye come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfied not? Hearken diligently to me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. The call of God today, and, you know, is a simple one. Is that would you drink of the Holy Spirit to a place where you get drunk? Would you drink of the Holy Spirit to a place where you get drunk? I think I said it a couple of weeks ago, that the supply of the Spirit is for free. The supply of the Spirit is for free. However, when it comes to spiritual things, time and attention, time and attention are like currency for exchange or transactional resources in the Spirit. Time and attention. Time and attention. So in Acts chapter 1, Jesus says, would you wait until the Holy Spirit comes? And the Bible says they waited quite a number of days. When you read Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, the Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one they were all with one accord in one place. I remember reading this one day and saying to myself, when it says, when it was fully come, it began to hint to me that there probably were some of those days when they were waiting for the Holy Spirit, waiting on God, that somebody perhaps burst out in a hymn and they looked at him funny. Like, what's happening here? But he didn't stay. And then the other day, Peter said a couple of tongues, you know, but they looked at him and they were wondering. It was this, you know, fits, busts, a spark here, a spark there, a spark here, a spark there. That you would come to church in the morning and they would sing that worship song and there's a spark within your heart, but it didn't stay, sir. It was like taking a tumbler, a small shot of your favorite brand of alcohol but would you get to the place in Acts chapter 2 they had been worshipping studying the word, talking about Jesus, talking about Jesus praying and the Bible says when the day of Pentecost was fully come the Bible says <laughs> there was the sound from heaven as, a, as of a mighty a rushing mighty wind 
and it filled all the house where they were sitting. So for someone, I sense that God is saying, would you bring your hunger and test to me? And would you let me fill you up? <laughs> you know, when you, go and, when you go out with your friends, typically one of the questions you want to answer is who is paying for this adventure? It's true. You want to know who is paying. And not everyone is rich enough to enter any place and just order. So sometimes, let me let you know what happens when you take a lady out. You get into the place, they bring the menu, and then you start to look through. Coke, 1,500. <laughs> you know, because you want to look calm. You don't want to, you know, say, is it golden Coke? Then you now see chips and fish, 13,000. <laughs> says, follow me that recommended this place for me. But then you become a bit careful. Because, you know, so when she orders, you're trying to see, is she really a child of God? Not because you can't, you, you know that if she, there's, a, there's a budget in your mind, and she orders more than that, you know this is not a child of God. And she'll just consent to embarrass you. But you will take it. You are, a, <laughs> you are a man, but after that you block her number. <laughs> and you repent from your foolishness. But with the Holy Spirit, it's not so. With the Holy Spirit, you can order as many bottles as you want. With the Holy Spirit, Jesus' blood paid for you to have carton after carton after carton after carton of the best wine, sir. With the Holy Spirit, you can order, you know, you go into a club, they, sometimes they'll bring, when they bring, there's one particular wine I hear that they bring, and this all is hearsay, you know, your pastor doesn't really go out like that. When they say when they bring it to your table, as they're coming, people know that you have money. Abi? I think they even have fire on the thing. It's Instagram, I see all these things. With the Holy Spirit, it is not like that. You can order the biggest bottle, sir. I tell the person next to you, order a big bottle. Order a big bottle. Order a big bottle. Because people are using small shots. People are using small cups. Small cups. The Bible says in, the, in Acts chapter 2, they said, these people are drunk and it is still morning time. There is no need to take only small. And that is, for, it is such a huge impression in my heart this morning as we talk about the Holy Spirit. That God is saying for someone, Would you, why are you stopping? Why are you stopping? I said it earlier, so everyone has limits. I suspect that if I took a bottle of wine, I would be drunk immediately because I'm not used to drinking alcohol. And that's my limit. But in the spirit, would you cross your drinking limits? And would you lose control to God? So you're, some of you are in a party sometimes. They say, ah, Timoni, take another glass. You say, no, I'm driving. And you really should not drink and drive. 
Let me ask your neighbor, how many bottles can you take in the physical? How many bottles can you take? How many, how many bottles can you take? Ask him now. Don't be afraid. He can't do anything. Oh, you already know how many bottles. He came with you. You know how many bottles he can take. Then help me ask the same person, how many bottles can you take in the spirit? How many bottles can you take in the spirit? Because sometimes when you drink and you should do that responsibly, you are mindful of not crossing a place where you lose control. But it is not so with the Holy Spirit. It is not so with the Holy Spirit. When was the last time you prayed until the Holy Spirit gave you new tongues? When was the last time you prayed until you started praying words that were not your own? They were still intelligent words, but they were not your own. When you get to a place as you pray, as you worship, that you start to hear names and you start to see things and dream dreams and dream visions. Their church is where God is calling this generation of believers to. Because you are really not the one meant to be driving your life. So you do not need to retain control. I read Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 to 20 in the message translation, and then try and land this up. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 to 20, it says, do not drink too much wine. It says, that cheapens your life. Help me tell the, the person next to you, can you hear can you hear? Can you hear? I know it's expensive wine. I know it's Italian wine. But it says it cheapens your life. But I like the next one. It says drink the spirit of God. Huge, huge, huge droughts of him. Sing hymns instead of drinking songs. I don't know what a drinking song is. Your neighbor might know. I, I, do you know a drinking song, Nat? Does Will Fallaby know? Maybe. <laughs> but it says, when you get to a place where it's... And I did actually try to think of examples. But I couldn't find any. I, I, I don't it says, sing songs from your heart to Christ. Sing praises over everything. Any excuse for a song to God the Father in the name of our Master, Jesus Christ. Huge droughts of the Spirit. I know that for a number of people, this might be your... <laughs> first time considering walking with the Holy Spirit. But I assure you that He created you. That He loves you. That He protects you. And that He will prosper you. I have seen meetings, and I've said this before, where people are under the influence of the Holy Spirit 
and receive such knowledge and wisdom that changes their lives. Some receive such inspiration and boldness. Some receive healing, sir. Someone needs to come to the place in God where they lose control. And, and by the way, I think it's just worth saying that that concept of trying to get anybody, male or female, drunk in the physical with alcohol so that you can take advantage of them, either financially, sexually, uh, what else is left? Physically, is evil, unchristian, and inappropriate. All in agreement say aye. The eyes have it. We don't do that. Instead, sir, and, and I keep on, in fact, it was last year where this thought clicked in my heart. And I kept on saying, it was almost like a picture, that people would call friends together. And I, I hate WhatsApp groups, if you, if you don't know. But that you would put a WhatsApp group and tell them it's for nine months or six months or three months or this weekend. And all we're going to do is just to pray. That you would call your friends together and say, this Friday night... Can we take this Friday night and just wait on God? And they say, well, what are we going to do? Say, don't worry. Just, let's just come, bring Bible, bring some podcasts, bring some videos, and let's, let's just pray. So somebody say, oh, Fulabi is my friend. I'm going to invite him to bring his guitar. He's going to be leading us in worship in my house. What? Just come together and wait on God until you get drunk. I'll read one last scripture and we worship God. In Ezekiel chapter 47, the prophet begins to describe an unusual experience. Ezekiel chapter 47. Ezekiel chapter 47. Let's read from verse 1, if you can, please. Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1. And afterwards, he brought me again unto the door of the house. And behold, water issued from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood towards the east, and the waters came down from under, from the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Verse 2, please. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate. Uh, I, okay, verse 3 is what I want. Let's start from there. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits and he brought me through the waters. And he said the waters were to the ankles. Verse 3. Verse 4. Again he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters. The waters were to the knees. Again he measured a thousand and brought me through and the waters were to the loins. Afterwards, he measured a thousand. And it was a river that I could not pass over. For the waters were reason, waters to swim in. A river that could not be passed over. 
That's God's invitation to someone. It's God's invitation to someone. That would you let me, for someone, he's saying, would you let me drown your sorrows? I don't know what that transaction is about. For someone, he's asking if you would let him drown your fears. For someone, he's asking if you would let him drown your insecurities. For someone, is the baggage that you have carried with you for many years. From broken relationships, from failures in career or academics, the Holy Spirit brings healing with him. Would you drink until you are drunk? He says, he's, he, he, he poured out a thousand. It was to my ankle. And I know there are people here who, in the walk with Jesus, in our walk with God, we are at the ankle. The water is to our ankles and we can feel it. We are playing in it. And it's good for pictures. But you can't swim in water that's at your ankles. But when they say to you, are you a Christian? Do you know God? You say, look at my water. Look at my legs. Don't you know me on you version? Don't you know me at life point? But the Bible says there was yet another thousand that was poured out. And then it says it got to my knees. But when it gets to the knees, it's not the end of the story. Then to the wastes. It says, and then there is a way that God keeps on dragging us and dragging us and pouring the water of the Spirit out until it becomes a river that cannot be passed. So for us at Life Point, the next weekend for us is significant. Uh, Friday night, the, the, we have our first Friday vigil. And those vigils typically start at 7 a.m. and between 10 and 11. And what we do, there's really no preaching or teaching. It's time to just wait on God. So, so this Friday, we'll be praying. Uh, Pastor Godman will be here. Uh, Pastor Debo Motunde, the resident pastor of the, of the mainland church, will be here. Uh, we've invited, and she's very graciously accepted, Victoria Renze will be here uh, to lead us in worship. And trust me, I mean, Victoria Renze is somebody I love. I love her spirit. I love her heart. She's got fantastic songs. But it's not, it's not a concert. It's an opportunity to get drunk in the spirit. And when we're done on Friday, on Saturday morning at 10 a.m., we start a prayer chain. And that prayer chain is going to go all the way from Saturday morning, Saturday morning into afternoon, into evening, into the night, all through the night, onto 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. And all we're asking you to do, life pointers, and we'll get to some point in the service after we worship, we'll ask you, would you just take one hour? You can take the 24 hours, everything, if that's how drunk you want to get, most welcome. But take one hour. Gather your friends. And we're not even coming together. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be online, so we're going to send out the links on Zoom. But just take one hour. Gather family. Gather friends. And let us pray in the Spirit. And so we'll do that. I mean, the leaders will be there. Prayer team coordinators will be there. So 
bring your friends, let them log in for 30 minutes. You can do 30 minutes every three hours. You can do one hour every three hours. For some of us, you've not prayed for more than one hour before. Great opportunity to do so. And so we'll do that all the way Saturday by the help of the Holy Spirit onto Sunday morning 10. And in Sunday service, we'll have a fantastic meeting, worshiping, praying, I'll share a bit. On Sunday morning, um, Olumide Yun uh, will be here uh, to lead us in worship and just wait on the Holy Spirit. So for me, why are we doing this? When I was preparing this morning, I heard the word upstream. I sense that God is trying to drag, for some people it's like a decision, <laughs> it's a decision season for you. That God is wrestling you because he literally wants to get you into the midst of an anointing that will change your life forever. For some people, he wants to get you into something that will change our country. For someone, something that will change our family. We read the purpose of the anointing. Jesus says, the Holy Spirit, the anointing is upon me. And it's anointed me to reach out to the poor, to the brokenhearted, to those who are captive. So this is not just for the charismatic effect of it. This is about life and death. For someone, it's a weekend where that addiction that has not just held you, but you and all your brothers, I don't know what it is, that addiction will literally be broken over the course of this weekend. It, it is, that, that's how it is. It might be substance addiction, it might be uh, pornography, it, it might be something, for someone it's greed, but that time spent, so this Friday night, I know you've not gone out for the next couple of Fridays because they've been closing everywhere. Just assume that they close this Friday. <laughs> come here at 7. When you come at 7, Rolly will be on the mic already because she opens for us normally at this thing. By, by 9, 9 o'clock, you'll already be drunk. By 9 o'clock, I'm telling you, by 9 o'clock, you will not recognize yourself. By the time... We spend time in God's presence. When you get home, they will know you went somewhere. And then when we start to pray on Saturday, we're trusting God that he will graduate people this weekend from just being social drinkers to a place where like Afolabi, they are professional, exceptional drunks. Afolabi, would you come please? Let's welcome Falabi Noel, our very talented, handsome, single, <laughs> Grammy win, drunk. Let's do it, do it together. Will you let me sing first? I appeal to your fans. Let me tell the person next to you, tell them I like to see you drunk. I like to see you drunk. But good drunk, good drunk. <laughs> good drunk. Which song should we sing? The one I know, like. I don't know that one, mate. How does it start? I know that one. Ah, that's a, okay. So should, I should start. But will I sing your key or how? <laughs> Josh, I'm going to sing with my key, but you can move to Falabi's key later. Uh, it says, the first line says, you make my life so beautiful. Um, but as you are, okay. 
Now, all of you that are expecting me to sing badly, shame to you. <laughs> but let's pray in the Spirit. Let's pray in the Spirit. And let your prayer this morning be, Father, I want to be drunk. Pia is talking about this fancy thing about being drunk in the Holy Spirit, and I want to be drunk. Just pray in the Spirit if you can. Lord, you make my life so beautiful. And as you are, you have made me here on earth. There's nothing greater than this. That's why I love you forevermore. Your turn. Make my life so beautiful. Hey. And as you are, you have made me your love. And there's nothing greater than this. That's why I love you forevermore. this morning as we turn to God. I'd like you to just go ahead, church. I'd like us to talk to God this morning. I'd like us to talk to Him this morning. It doesn't matter whether you have experience as a Christian. It doesn't matter whether you got born again last week. It doesn't matter whether you are just starting. It doesn't matter whether you've been born again for 10 years, for 15 years. Lahabanda magadosh, ragabanda magadosh, ragadaba. Eli Bragadash, Shirehas Yatara Bragadash, Eli Harabadaba Zadabanda Magadosh, Likabanda Magadosh, Ekakati Dadadaharabakazigarabadabosh. Would you ask God to take control of your life? Emama Ragatanda Malabosh, Eliba Ragadash, Ekebosh, Elipoli Makarebosh, Ebu Ragadabosh. I'd like us to pray this morning. I'd like us to pray this morning. I'd like us to pray this morning. I'd like you to pray this morning. I'd like you to ask God to take over your life. For someone, I can sense a bit of hesitation and fear. And you're like, Lord, what if I don't, I can't, I can't predict what will happen. And God says, that's my business. For someone, there's that place where you are not sure whether you are worthy. God says, that's my business. 
that's my business that's my business he says would you see i have laid a table before you in the presence of your enemy would you see that i anoint your head with oil your cup runs over he says but why are you taking small portions why why are you making to do with small portions why are you taking snacks why, why, why are you taking small chops? Why are you taking snacks? Why are you taking snacks? So, so just go ahead and just spend this couple of minutes and pray. We'll worship a bit. But just go ahead and pray and say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. For someone, you can feel the water at your ankles. But God says, but there is water at your knee. There is water at your waist. There is the river that cannot be walked in. That which carries you to the place of purpose and healing. For someone, God is just saying, let me take control. He says, what if they laugh at me? Yeah, he says, what if they question me? They laughed at them in Acts chapter 2. They mocked them. They said, these people are drunk. They are high. But Peter says, this is what God has spoken about. Uh, why don't you ask God, Lord, give me a moment like that. Give me a life like that. Give me a moment where I would say boldly, this is what God has spoken about. Yeah, no wonder the Bible says it's not by power or by might. He says, but by my spirit. God says your limits used to be one bottle in the spirit. He says, but would you take two? And I want more of you, Jesus. Jesus, the more I know you, the more I want to know you. Oh, Jesus, more of you, more of you. I want, I want more. I want more of you. I need more. I need more of you, Lord. I want more of you, Jesus. The more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus. More. Our last prayer this morning. Session. Would you please help me hold the hand of someone and would you pray that they would let the Holy Spirit come upon their lives like never before? Would you pray? Oh, fantastic to pray in the Spirit over their lives. Would you pray that the man that used to get drunk on Guinness, that they will become one who is drunk in the Holy Spirit? Would you pray for that person who used to be filled with sorrow? who used to get drunk on bitterness. So just pray in the spirit over that life. Would you pray in the spirit over that life? Would you pray in the spirit over that life? 
because you're holding in your hands a miracle you're holding in your hands a miracle magabonda magada you're holding in your hands a miracle mamba ragadash you're holding in your hands a giant labondo magada you're holding in your hands someone that god has called rebukanda magada maharabagande magadosh would you pray that God will, will fire in their heart an unusual hunger and test for the Holy Spirit? Lepanda Magada. Would you pray that if they had ankle deep the waters, that it will move up to the knee? And if it's at the knee level, it will move up to the waist. And if it's at the waist at the moment, it will move up to a river that overflows. Rabanda Magadosh. Would you pray that they will let God have control in their life? I pray, I ask you, I beg you to pray for the person you are holding. Would you pray that great healing will happen in and through their lives by reason of what the Holy Spirit is doing? Would you pray that extra will come upon the ordinary in the name of the Lord Jesus? Would you pray that the Holy Spirit will take over their offerings, will take over their words, will take over their accent, will take over their vision, will take over their behavior, will take over their thinking, will take over their imagination, will take over their visioning, will take over their memory, will take over their memory. There's someone, the hand of whom, whose hands you're holding, they'll be remembering the wrong things. But the Bible says, when the Spirit of truth is come, He will remind you of things. He would remind you, He would lead you into all truth. He would show you things which are from Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit, upon my brother. Come, Holy Spirit, upon my sister. Come Holy Spirit upon my father Come Holy Spirit upon my friend Lastly would you pray that nothing else will fill your heart Apart from the Holy Ghost That it will not be drunk with wine wherein it is excess But it will be filled with the Spirit As Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5 de Magada Father, we thank you. Do you have a worship song? And we'll end on that one. Father, we thank you. Could we have just the voices singing? I like to hear your voices, church. I like to hear your voices. Every situation that has troubled my heart, all my cares and burdens unto you. Let me sing it one more time.
Heavenly Father, our prayer this Lord's Day is that you would fill us, every single one of us, to the place where we are drunk. You would fill us to overflow. I pray that you would fill the one who before now had been filled with pain, the one who before now had been filled with doubt, the one who before now had been filled with fear. I pray that you would fill us every single cranny, every crevice, every space in our lives. Lord, we yield to the Holy Spirit. Our Father, we commit this season of waiting on you. We commit the Holy Spirit weekend to you. Let no one, let no one, let no one, let not even our neighbors be left the same. Do signs, do wonders, do unusual things, do miracles, birth new dreams, birth new visions, give us new languages. Distribute the gifts of your spirit. Create a whole new anointing. The anointing we need for the restoration of Nigeria. The anointing we need for the healing of our families. The anointing we need for the birthing of that new kingdom initiative. That new church. The anointing we need to love. The anointing we need to lead to govern. The anointing we need to create. The anointing we need to preach, to teach. The anointing for beauty. Our Father, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. That our testimony will be as those of Pentecost. Let us not be drinking drunk on that which chippings life. Let us, Lord, be filled with your spirit, true and true. Our Father, we say thank you. We pray for that person in this service who is making a decision to receive Jesus as a Lord and Savior of their lives. We thank you for their boldness to accept your love. And our Father, we say thank you because as they pray that prayer in their hearts and make that confession with their mouth even right now, thank you because they are now born again. Thank you for that person in this service who has been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Thank you for that person in this service who has decided to follow you, to drop weights and the sin that so easily besets. Thank you for that person in the service who booked an appointment with you. Lord, thank you because you do that which you and you alone can do. We thank you for helping us. We thank you for blessing us. We thank you for this privilege. God's people shout a big amen. Let's put our hands together and celebrate Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Very quickly, what we want to do, very, very quickly... And I'm not sure why we're rushing, seeing that 
the rain that was ordered for yesterday's election has just arrived today. But we thank God it didn't rain like this yesterday. Because they would have, I don't know who would have voted for who. Okay, that's, that's, okay, but very quickly, one thing we want to do is we want to ask you to please sign up for the Holy Spirit weekend, which is next Saturday. So Friday is fantastic. Friday, 7 o'clock. In fact, some of us probably will come in a bit earlier and pray, and just pray and pray. And pray. When we start at, front, at 7 o'clock, but, but Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, we're all going to log into Zoom, and I think the, the details will be sent out. But we're saying, would you take, so the, the ushers are going to you know, just um, distribute little sheets of you know, paper, just one. And you take one for each person. All right? And you're going to say, look, um, I'm going to take, oh, wow, the lights have come on eventually. This is how our church looks like with light. Uh, Shalewa had previously complained to me that because the lights are off, she cannot see the guys in church. So, Shalewa, your prayers have been answered. Amen. Right, uh, so, and this is how I look like in, on Sunday. Um, so what we're going to do is ask you, would you please just put, you, you, well, if you, you can please write your details, your real number, so we can send you a text. Because if you choose like 1 a.m., we kind of want to be able to send you a text maybe, or an email to remind you that you are meant to be praying at 1 a.m. If you are being led to tick more than one, maybe you want to tick like five, that's fine, go for it, girl. Timoni, why don't you have one? Hey, God of mercy. Sweetheart, why don't you? Are you not praying? All right. Um, but would you please... So if, you, if we don't have enough, could the leaders please send theirs backwards? If, you, so if, you're, if you're a leader in this house, just send yours backwards so they can... So other people... Your turn will come. Falabi, send... Have you already filled it? You probably already filled. If you've not filled, give people that don't have. Or do we have enough? PWS. All right. Okay, but the band, is the band choosing one time? Just w w what time are you guys praying? Midnight to 2 a.m. Okay. So the band will be, I think the band is. But if you want to, you know, whatever time, but choose as many times as you want. And then what we're asking is that you um, give us your email, your telephone number, or one of them. We'll keep your details will treat them confidentially. We will not send you spam mail. In fact, for this purpose, I think we would only use your details that you're sending or you're giving us today for this purpose. Uh, uh, and then fill it out. That shouldn't take a minute. Um, call your friends. Ask them, would you hang out with me online? Uh, for? And what will happen is that every hour, there will be a pastor or two. There will be leaders. There will be members of the prayer team. And we're just praying in the Spirit. We're worshiping. We're praying in the Spirit. And as the Holy Spirit will inspire us, we'll have Scripture. But I believe that uh, this weekend will not leave us the same. And it is going to go all the way from 10 a.m. Uh, all the way to uh, 10 p.m. And then across the night to 10 a.m. So when we, it will end once service starts on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And so units, so, so for example, service units in church, the ushers could take one hour and all join in. The band have already hijacked one hour somewhere. Uh, the multimedia guys, you could say, oh, oh, me and all my lawyer friends, me and all my club friends, me and all, uh, uh, me and all my Arsenal fans. Arsenal fans, for example, need like two hours minimum. Two hours. Liverpool fans, one hour. We Liverpool fans. I'm either Liverpool or Man City. Let's see how today goes. All right. 
If you have to call somebody, call them, ask them. Sweetheart, what time did you choose? Don't choose the one that you will not be disturbing my sleep. So choose the time that... <laughs> what time is this? What time, love? Midnight. <laughs> All right. Midnight works. Let's see, I'll, be, I'll be there at midnight. Midnight till when? One hour, be Okay, so midnight. Yeah, so I'm, so I'm there at 12 midnight to 1, yeah? Okay. Go do 4 a.m. All right. Let's, so once you've filled it, could you please just pass them to the left or to the right? Um, and the ushers will be at the end of the rows too. So once you feel like exam scripts, just send them. Okay, let's, let's agree. We send them to your left, please. All your times. Choma, your husband, agree what time? It's not hard, no, not rocket science. <laughs> and if you feel them, just send them to the left. And Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for everyone who's made a commitment to pray, to spend time in your presence on next Saturday, all the way 10 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. We ask for grace to keep this commitment. And we ask, Lord God, that you would make this time transformational. Fill us with your spirit like never before. Um, let there be open heavens over us. Give us, Lord God, strength and capacity. Uh, wake us up. Give us physical strength. Give us strength in our spirit, man. Uh, Lord, we declare it will be a fantastic time in your presence. In Jesus' name. Gospel share the big amen. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.